0: Hello, I'm Sinead. And I'm Brian. Each week we introduce each other to a film that we love. If the other's not equally enamoured, it could mean the end of our 22-year relationship.
1: Warning, there will be spoilers, swearing and undoubtedly arguments.
0: This is Reasons to Dump You. Hello. Hello, how are you? How is everyone? How are we all?
1: We are all fabulous.
0: Well, I thought I was fabulous. And then literally just before we started recording this... I had a little ditty come into my head and it's it's thrown me off kilter.
1: Was it about purchasing a vehicle? It
0: might have been. It might have been. With a
1: particular brand?
0: Mm-hmm. A very popular advert at the moment with yeah. a rather irritatingly catchy little tune. Yeah. And some singing and dancing and it's stuck in my head. And I refuse
1: to say any more than that. Well, all I'll say is that's a phenomena. Do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> phenomena do, 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 do. and that treat was for all our listeners so it is my week
0: yeah we okay you're gonna get to
1: choose so
0: I'm strap chosen. yourself in i've already chosen
1: I, you know i don't just come at this unprepared like, no, oh no never never you're always ever
0: never let it be said brian is unprepared you're like a little boy scout
1: i am uh, but i'm on the wing i love being on the wing
0: what does that mean? Winging is it? that a sporting I reference? I don't I'm get on it. The wing. Oh right, okay. Yeah. So you just made that up?
1: Yeah. But you... I reckon it'll take on. That's right, kids. Tick tock it, tock tock it. Whatever you do, <laughs> tick tack it. On the wing.
0: Can you please give me some clues as to what we're going to watch? Okay, cool. Let's so, bring this down to earth.
1: Okay, this is a good one this week. It's a good one. It's cultural. You'll love it. I
0: feel like you say that any week that you're choosing.
1: I bring something extra. I bring a little bit of something way a little bit woo anyway let's crack on mm-hmm. clue one released in the us on christmas day 2018 this film cost 60 million dollars to make but only made 76 million at the worldwide box office despite its critical success oh. long-winded yeah
0: okay. quite a few facts in there yeah I'm, no, I'm not. I'm at a complete loss at the moment. Released on Christmas Day in America. Yeah,
1: in 2018. Is
0: it festive? Is it a festive Sorry, film? Sorry, I thought they were one at a <laughs> <other> time. <laughs>
1: it's
0: like, guess who? Is he wearing a hat?
1: Yeah. Has he got glasses? <laughs> right, here we go. Second clue. Nominated for eight Oscars. Mm. In French, that would be Oscar 8. Mm. The only award it picked up was Best Achievement in Makeup and Hairstyling. I still think eight nominations is a pretty big deal. The way that clue is written, I think I've played it down a little bit. I
0: think eight 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 Oscar noms is a, is a big yeah, one. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't mind making a film with eight Oscar nominations.
0: Um, no.
1: Best Looking Director.
0: Oscar. So Best Hair and Makeup. So it's got to be maybe it's like a period film or... Best
1: Achievement in Makeup and Hairstyling. Best
0: Achievement. Or like something where they...
1: Again, I can only give you three clues. Right. Okay,
0: fine. Give me the third clue and I'll get it.
1: Fine. Third clue. This can be argued to be the standout performance of its star Christian Bale's career, earning him an Oscar nomination in 2019. Oh.
0: Well, I don't think this year's right, but is it The Wolf of Wall Street?
1: No... He's not even in The Wolf of Wall Street. Okay? <laughs> Is he not? No. He's in The Wolf of Wall Street. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, no.
0: I'm thinking of Matthew McConaughey. Oh, right.
1: He was okay. in The Wolf of Wall yeah, Street, he was. wasn't
0: he? Yeah. Matthew McConaughey, Christian Bale. It could have been P- worse. Potato, potato.
1: What's could... the difference? You could have said Jonah Hill. they really so. <laughs> um,
0: Matthew, Christian, I'm yeah. sorry. You know, both very good actors. I was
1: thinking Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> A little
0: bit interchangeable for me.
1: Anyway, um... No, we are watching Vice.
0: What? What's Vice? Vice. The
1: story of Dick Cheney, the Vice President under George W. Bush. He changed the face of politics. Trust me, you will be astounded, amazed, possibly upset. Oh, all the oh, yeah. all the top things I oh, love yeah. being. Yeah. You know me. I love a life story. You know me. I do know you. You know me. Yeah. You guys know me now, right? Anyone
0: who's listened to even a small portion of this...
1: Yeah, knows that that's the sort of shizzle I'm into. mm.
0: All right, well, let's go check it out.
1: Let's go check it out. Then let's come back. Let's have a chat about it.
0: Great. Great stuff. (laughs) You're like um, from the Pottery Throwdown.
1: Brilliant. (laughs) Brilliant. Brilliant. I will see you in about... Three seconds? Quick. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go, or here we are, or we are back, or back in the hood, or yeah, sister, or brother, I'm coming.
0: Oh, boy.
1: Oh, yeah. You went
0: a bit trendy there, I and know. it was a bit embarrassing. I'm not going to lie to you.
1: Come on. We all know I'm street. Isn't that right, kids? <laughs> Word. Yeah.
0: Okay. We are back. We are. We're back in real terms a little bit... Later than planned, but by the power
1: of Grey Skull, of podcast editing, Ah, okay,
0: and He Man. Yes, it seems like we've barely been away.
1: I know, it's incredible.
0: But you've put me through the educational, slightly depressing film that was Vice. Yes, merely from the point of view of it feels like we're all screwed.
1: Yeah, but the good news is that we knew we were all screwed forty years ago. But we're still repeating it now.
0: Uh, well, that's something that we can talk about, because I feel like there was quite a few moments in this film where it just feels like, yeah, we're repeating ancient history. Oh, yeah. In the most awful terms. Oh, yeah. Come on, then. Start us with a synopsis. No.
1: No, I will. <laughs> I will. Okay. I'm sorry. Don't mean to be difficult. You think
0: you're the vice president of America, do you? Well, you're not, sir. I'm in charge here. Synopsis, please.
1: All right. Here we go. So this one is from a very small local website. I didn't want to deal with any big multinationals anymore. I'm tired of it. So this one's called IMDIB. (laughs) IMDIB, IMDIB, nice. The story of Dick Cheney, an unassuming bureaucratic Washington insider who quietly wielded immense power as Vice President to George W. Bush, reshaping the country and the globe in ways that are still felt today, today, today,
0: today. Nice, that was very atmospheric at the yeah, end there. Yeah, I thought that was good. Before we get cracking on why you chose this chose this film...
1: Do crack on. I'm going to have a sip of tea, so... Wow, my voice has gone weird. Come on.
0: <laughs> Before we get started on why you chose this film... Yeah. ...and why you've enjoyed it... Yeah. I've got a couple of things to say. Go for it. Number one... When we first started watching it and I realised quite quickly it was about Dick Cheney, I yeah. thought, oh, yes, I remember this now. He's always banging on about this bloke. Yeah. And I remember you more than once trying to engage me with a conversation about Dick Cheney and what he'd been up to.
1: Yeah. I should have summed it up easier for you, really. How would it have been? I should enough? have done it in a kind of on-the-buses style and I should have said, the dibble himself he is. <laughs> and that would have been better.
0: Okay. That's Brian comparing Dick Cheney to the devil. For those of you, no, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa! <laughs> Come on! I think we all know he's got quite aggressive lawyers. He'll <laughs> be, be
0: straight on the phone. Um, but then I quickly realised what this film is going to be about. Yeah, I'm not surprised it won um, Oscar for best hair and makeup. Oh, I know because right? the the prosthetics and the the makeup in this were absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. But perhaps my biggest takeaway yeah. from this entire film and all the important messages um, and information it gives us yeah. is um, Dick Cheney brushes his teeth incorrectly. He used the mouthwash after he'd brushed. Yes. And anyone who's been to the dentist recently will know that apparently we should be using that yeah. before we brush.
1: I agree. And anyone who's been to a dentist would know it's mouthwash, not mouthwash. <laughs> Which, you know, called it. So if you're washing your mouse at the sink,
0: <laughs> little tiny mouse, give it a little little well, tiny maybe, bow. Well, maybe, you know, Stuart Little might be with you. No, but you just you're, don't
1: know. You're right. Yeah. You, you don't. You, anyone out there who's an apres washer, mm. let us know. Because, you know, we, well, I'm happy to be corrected and I'm happy to sue my dentist. So.
0: <laughs> You'd be very happy to do that. Make a little bit of money back. Oh, lovely. Come on. Why did you choose this film? What's right. so great about it? So reasons, me.
1: reasons I love this film. Well, like this film. I wouldn't say it's a film I love, but you know what I mean. The reason He's backtracking I really, already. No, but like love is a big word, man. Big word. The reasons I really like this film. One, performances. This is a film of like Stella effing performances. Yeah,
0: I would agree with that, yeah.
1: I think Christian Bale, who, you know, he knows. Well, I've spoken to him about this directly. Mm. I'm not the world's biggest fan of. In terms of performance, but in this... I
0: think a lot of people would disagree with you on that.
1: I've, have I ever had a problem with a lot of people disagreeing <laughs> with me? You? <laughs> no. You've known me for quite a while. Does that bother me? You quite
0: enjoy, uh, dare I say, court it.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right,
0: Christian Belt, good performance, tick.
1: Yeah, very good. Um, Sam Rockwell, fantastic. I mean, just eating chicken like George W. would. And I've seen George W. eat chicken on the lawn. Mm-hmm. On your lawn? Yeah. Or <laughs> on his these lawn. He's nandos out the front, <laughs> right outside my front window. No, but uh, brilliant performance. But the best performance for me, Amy Adams, standout.
0: Ah, yes. No, Stand she was yeah, out. She was absolutely brilliant. I completely agree with you. Yeah. They all seem to embody the characters and completely transform. Obviously, um, hair and makeup that we've mentioned had a lot to do with that. But the Sam Rockwell, I mean, completely i was convinced at times it just was george w bush it was so
1: so impressive And same with christian bale and dick cheney Mm. you know like when he's the older dick cheney i never thought oh that's christian bale not once
0: yeah no you just completely became engrossed in it when he's
1: the younger george w but like how much can you cover that do you know what i mean Mm. it's like he was a young man that's a young man blah 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 insanely good
0: yeah no i agree with you i think on that level i i completely and totally agree with you talking about amy adams though go on as as lynn cheney go on that was an interesting character wasn't it just a bit she she sort of wielded this power and this influence over him yeah so early on in the film we get the scene of him as a young man being pulled over drink driving and basically he's thrown out of college and he's screwing his life up yeah 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 and she basically sits him down and says can you change if you if you're not going to change there's other men out there that will want to be with me and i'm going to leave you yeah and then all of a sudden he now obviously dramatic license i'm sure there was probably other things going on Yeah, i'm
1: sure there was more to it than just that one conversation but
0: imagine if you had that sort of power just just sit the bloke down or the woman down or whoever it may be and just say you you need to change
1: but this is the thing, I, two things. One, this is what all women call. I mean, this was the ultimate fantasy for most women. You, you oh, get or was it now? Is that what we yeah. all want to do? Yeah, because yeah, right. you get a guy on yeah. the basis of, I can change him into something wonderful.
0: Oh, this is such a perpetuated myth by men yeah. Men themselves. Yeah, it's true. Oh, we just want to find a guy just so we can change him and mould him. No, we don't. We just want a decent guy from the beginning. so <laughs> well, you should
1: rack. have picked one. Yeah. Get your
0: act together. <laughs> yeah. so, so we don't, you know, oh, it's oh no, I vehemently and disagree two, with
1: that. That is why now I understand why most men are punching. Women know. Mm. If you're better looking than the man you go out with, mm. there are some ex- uh, exceptions to that rule. <laughs> if you're better looking than the guy you go out with, you get to pull the strings. Oh, pull the strings! Oh my God. Yeah, that's right. Are you serious? Of course I'm serious. Every single man listening to this knows I'm true. I'm telling the truth. (laughs) He's not I'm true. And every single woman listening to this goes, damn it, he's found out. And they're probably mobilising right now. They're probably on the front lawn. Mm. Eating chicken with George W. Bush. (laughs) Probably, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, that was reason one.
0: Okay, next reason that you loved it.
1: Reason two that I love this film, editing.
0: Oh, go on. Okay, this is interesting. I
1: adore the editing in this film. A l- I love a the bit pacing. More? I love the frantic nature. I love the panic at the beginning. I think it's beautifully done. Do
0: you not think it was a little bit too frantic
1: at times? No, but it's supposed to be a confusing world, right? And he is that center of calm. Yeah. So I'd like to watch it back again because I think whenever we saw him, that was kind of, yeah, there, yeah. There, was, there was calmer atmosphere. Then whenever he interacted with anyone, there was a lot of kind of felt to me like panic oh
0: and, okay to kind of um yeah. demonstrate that confusion perhaps and yeah, that kind yeah. of slippery way he was he was dealing with things and how he was managing to uh, navigate his way further into the white house and further into the sphere of influence
1: yeah that was more beautifully put than <laughs> done. but yeah no it's something he was watching um and i really enjoyed the guy who played donald rumsfeld uh steve, steve, steve yeah really enjoyed that performance yeah, as well another yeah. good performance And he comes in and he's banging on and he's doing all this really bawdy conversation right at the beginning. Yeah. But whenever they do a shot of Christian Bale watching him, it's just him. Mm. And it's calm and it's slow. And they they even make reference to it in the edit of like the man who just talks last or whatever is the one who's plotting your downfall. Oh,
0: yeah. The the man who sort of listens and appears as the ghost and is basically just taking it all in rather than... Getting immediately involved will be the one that kind of comes forward at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just thought, really, really well edited. There were moments in it I didn't particularly like and I didn't enjoy. I mean, let's do a thesis. Brian's University Thesis. The title for this week's University Thesis is the Shakespeare scene in Vice. Discuss. (laughs) Discuss.
0: <laughs> okay, so the Shakespeare scene is when Bush has asked Dick Cheney to be his vice president. I
1: thought you were going to say his wife. <laughs> <laughs> when he's Different proposed
0: model. to him. Yeah. He's asked him to be his VP. Yeah. Um, and Dick Cheney's gone home and he's discussing it with Lynn. All-powerful yeah. all Lynn.
1: All-powerful. Um,
0: and he mouthwashes... Incorrectly, He does. And then they go to bed. And basically, that is quite clever. I like the fact that...
1: You haven't actually said what the scene was yet. You've said everything leading up to the scene, <laughs> but you haven't mentioned the scene. Well,
0: I'm, I'm about to. I'm just my, you know, okay. my thoughts are jumping here, okay. there and everywhere. No, no, um, we don't get to actually hear what their discussion is. No. Um, and the narrator basically says, you know, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors, and this happens more than once throughout the film. Yeah. This sort of narrator coming back in to tell us, you know, this is a dramatization or we, we don't know exactly what would have happened in this scenario. So we don't actually get to hear the conversation between um Dick and Lynn as to um whether he wants to be the vice president or what he's going to do. Yeah. But instead we then get this bizarre kind of Shakespearean Dialogue of the two of them in bed together, yeah, uh, kind of rolling the whole thing out. I loved the fact that you know we got told we don't know what happened in that conversation, yeah. And I think I would have been happy to have left it there. I didn't feel the need for the
1: Shakespearean part. Yeah, I mean, beautiful, beautifully acted, in my opinion. I'm sure Sir Ian McKellen will correct me on it.
0: We'll check in with him later. That's
1: fine. Um But, yeah, I, I didn't feel it, that it added anything. No,
0: it felt disjointed from the rest of the film because, for me, the film has quite a few different devices that I enjoy and work, and they feel like they thread together. And by that I mean... Um, we get the when they're when Cheney goes in as vice president and he's gathering all his people around him, uh-huh. we get the kind of monopoly board figures as they're explaining who's where and they're yeah. kind of knocking mm-hmm. people over that more of a guess who yeah yeah more, yeah kind of a guess who situation yeah. Yeah. yeah um that I enjoyed, and that i I think kind of worked quite well um we also got the 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 images of him fishing. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I thought they tied in quite well as well. The Shakespearean part felt a little bit self-indulgent for me.
1: And then I would have agreed with you until about three seconds ago when I just heard myself saying it out loud. And I think now I understand why it's there. Go on. The whole film is about basically the power of words.
0: Mm. And the theatrics of politics.
1: Oh. Oh, gosh. Drop the mic. Gun. That's just, it. Oh, I'm very chuffed with myself for that. I know.
0: Isn't that great? Oh, I'll well, be having an- another cup of tea after this. I know.
1: We are having a podcast crisis with the same people. And in a good way, if you know what I mean.
0: Okay. So, yeah. So, the Shakespearean work.
1: Yeah. He's the ultimate bard, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he is the He's the ultimate
0: bard. bard. He yeah. is. You really are down with the kids, aren't you? <laughs> the wow. ultimate bard. I'm
1: just serving you. <laughs> authentic. Ella realness. (laughs) I know you are. And you do it so well. Thank you. Um, He is the bard. He is the man. And if you think about it, these two were the wordsmiths that were creating everything. So Mm. actually, it's a really clever thing. We don't know what they said. So why not put Shakespeare in? Because, I mean, I'd love to know where that scene came from, actually. And this is the trouble as well with this film. It makes me feel incredibly uneducated. But I didn't know the scene. And actually, if I knew the scene, maybe I would actually relate it even better.
0: Oh, well, that's a good question. Do you think it actually was a Shakespearean scene? I 100%. thought maybe it had just been... No, 100%. Oh, it was actually taken from... Okay, anybody that knows, let I us know. I reckon
1: probably from The Tempest is my guess.
0: <laughs> You've just randomly chosen It's a storm.
1: It's a storm. <laughs> oh,
0: I see. Okay, there was logic behind yeah, your yeah, no, choice. No, it's not. I <laughs> reckon
1: Midsummer's <laughs> Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> The Merchant of Venice.
0: Okay, I do... I'm just
1: naming them now because I can. <laughs> <laughs> I know,
0: yeah. It's not pointless, Brian. You're not going to get any points at the end of this. Um, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I just think it was a little bit too flashy for its own good.
1: Yeah, no, no. Agreed. It probably is. But all I'm thinking is, is and I'll go to another thing I love about this film, but the pen is mightier than the sword. This is the ultimate demonstration of the pen is mightier than the sword, yes. this film. Yes. hundred percent. And if anyone wants to disagree with me. No,
0: no one's disagreeing with you. Oh, I'll bring Calm them down. Calm down. <laughs> with your pen, I hope, not oh. your sword.
1: <laughs> that wrong. I know that I know did, yeah. <laughs> no, but it is. It, if you think of, um, like all the, the use of lawyers to pick on individual words within old laws and individual phrasing and, and everything else and how they use that terminology. Let's face it. It's only the wording of Unitary executive theory Uh, its wording that allowed all of this shit to happen. Yeah. The pen really is mightier than the sword.
0: So this is a big part of the film, this unitary executive theory. It's a very hard phrase to
1: say. I think so. But it basically means the president is God. If the president is a representative of the state, he is the people. Therefore, if he does it, it has to be legal.
0: Yeah, and he can't have breached yeah, He can't have breached the law because rules.
1: he's the president, he makes the law and he's allowed to invoke that still to this day. Yeah,
0: that's disturbing.
1: I'm incredibly surprised that Donald Trump didn't do more with it. I thought you were
0: going to say I'm incredibly envious. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, I mean I wouldn't mind having um, a crack at that but
0: Well, all we can do is be thankful that do- Don- Donald did enough, thank you very much I don't think we Oh either.
1: Yeah, trust me but like it's a, it's a very strange thing I mean I don't agree that it's very strange tradition that presidents can pardon a shit ton of people when yeah. they leave office. Yeah. I'm gonna pardon my mate Dave, I'm gonna pardon X, I'm gonna pardon whatever, I'm gonna pardon whatever. There was even that whole conspiracy theory at the end of Donald Trump's tenure. Yeah. Where he was gonna step down mm. so his second in charge, I think it's Mike Pence at the time. Sorry if I'm wrong about that. Could step in and pardon him.
0: Mm. The whole system is corrupt, and that's what I mean about this film being slightly sort of demoralising and depressing.
1: However, what I love about the film, and and we'll go back to this corruption thing, but what I love about it is I love films that have a real story about a person, about people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Don't get me wrong, I love a blockbuster like The Next Man, I I really genuinely do. But if it's a real story about a person, a proper in-depth story about one or two individuals... Mm. I love it, and this for me is like a fascinating person. I find the more out there the person is, the better.
0: Yeah, I can. Yeah, I I, I agree, and I know that you enjoy that that sort of true depiction of events yeah. and following someone's story. Yeah. I just feel for me that it was amazing performances, amazing scenes. Yeah, but that as a whole it didn't draw me in entirely for, for the for the whole film. Do you see what I mean? I, like I could have learned all of this, if perhaps not more, from a documentary. Disagree. What? How? Why? I
1: disagree because you wouldn't have bought into the story of the person. You have to have the context of the person. If they just said Dick Cheney came in, he had this law, he implemented it, he did this, you would have been like, but how did he do that? Why did he do that? But,
0: but do, I don't think that this went that deep into the more personal aspect of Dick Cheney. So I think,
1: then that's it. That's the end of the. <laughs> that's the end of the so, podcast. Thanks for. <laughs> <it>. <laughs>
0: no, but do you know what I mean? We could have we we could have delved a lot further, and we could have learned a lot more. And I think also that the frantic editing, whilst I agree with you that it was well done and clever in the respect of causing confusion and setting up almost the way he worked and and reflected that within the story. Yeah. From a narrative point of view and from an audience point of view, it it was quite exhausting, not in a good way, and it made you feel even more stressed at not keeping up with the information you were being given. Okay. Because like you say, it's kind of a lot to take in and you're also learning about the American political system and how it all works. So I feel like if we could have just calmed down a little bit. Yeah. I, I would have had time to absorb it all a little bit more.
1: Okay. I mean, I disagree with pretty much everything you've said. I mean, what's new?
0: Pussycat? Well, cat?
1: you know, that's <laughs> all there is to it. No, but um, no, I do hear what you're saying. I think one of the big things that threw me out of it, to be honest, was the halfway through title sequence. I didn't like that.
0: Okay. And so, I remember
1: the yeah. first time I saw that, I was in the cinema, came up, it wasn't the world's most comfortable seat. Mm. You know, it was one of those cinemas that decide extra chill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no,
0: yeah, cracking. Evil up the genius N-Con.
1: at the back just turning it up, seeing what I'll put up <laughs> with before I actually go and complain, and I'm English, so I can go down a hell of a long way in temperature. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sitting in there and the titles rolled and I was like, Oh, okay. Oh that was a weird ending, but okay, cool. You know, like whatever, we're done. And it carried on.
0: Yeah. And you realised it was a and fake
1: not, end, fake news, fake people. News. fake news in the middle of the film. But not only was it a fake end, though, it, there, there was like half the film left. It yeah. wasn't like there was a fake ending and then we did a Scooby Doo. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. that. It was a fake ending. Oh, and now's for the second half of the story, and it was like oh,
0: there was still a huge chunk of the film left, and it yeah. makes you
1: squirm. Mm. And I think I personally believe that was a bad choice, purely of the the effect on the audience, not not a bad choice in terms of the story like yeah that's the one way it could have ended but this is the way it did end yeah i get what they were trying to do but i just think it immediately went you're out of your seat yeah and you went what what i'm confused what even if it only lasts a split second yeah and then you've got to put up with another hour nearly
0: yeah it, it did the se- yeah it did um i would actually agree with you i didn't have that realization at the time i did at the time think What's going on? Oh, oh, okay, that's quite amusing. But actually, I do think you've got a point. As soon as you kind of get that sense of something ending, yeah. you start to disconnect, and yeah. and then yeah, I did feel like I kind of checked my watch a couple yeah. of times after that, of like, yeah, oh, okay, fire this up is again, right? yeah, it's like,
1: oh, okay, I've invested in, invested in this for like an hour. Yeah,
0: exactly, um, and also because the um, the sort of the choice of the film was to jump between sort of time frames and back and forth. Um, it was hard to know where we were going to go to and where we were going to finish. So yeah, I would. we're actually going to agree on that, Brian, if you can believe that.
1: The other thing I wanted to mention in this was talking about jumping back and forward in time, that we live in the 80s now. now
0: oh, I know what you're going to say. Uh, don't get me
1: wrong. I wish we lived in the 80s now because I would no. love my tape to tape recording. I'd love to be recording Radio 1's Countdown on Sunday afternoon and... <laughs> Editing out all the bits in the middle.
0: Well, nobody would be listening to us if it was the no. 80s. No, I know that. But <laughs> I mean, maybe that's, that's not <laughs> a bad thing, is it?
1: Um, you know, I love that. I love the fact I had a five-band graphic equaliser on my stereo.
0: Oh, don't brag. We don't yeah, need well, to know of all the great things you had in the 80s. There
1: you go. I'm just saying, sister. <laughs> but anyway, there was one thing that was a bit of a glitch in the 80s, and that was a lady called Margaret Thatcher. Just uh, a yes. slight technical glitch. Mrs. T. Mrs. T petrifying that where they were talking about Reagan mm-hmm. and Thatcher mm-hmm. and trickle-down economics. Yeah. And all this stuff that was happening at the time. All
0: this special relationship.
1: Yeah. And, and this obviously was before George W. Before everybody goes, well that was before George W yes, it's it's earlier on. But they're using phrases we use today. Yeah. They're basically talking about the political political trickle down and financial trickle down that we talk about today. Talking about the imbalance in wealth and poverty, which we have today. Yeah. Uh, Basically talking about our special relationship with the US, which we still have today. Yeah,
0: the the parallels were quite scary. I think at one point there was someone said, or there was a banner of Make America Great Again.
1: No, it was Ronald Reagan stood there and said, we are going to make America great again. Oh, my God. And when I heard it, I thought.
0: Oh, shit. I mean, maybe everybody else knew that he'd said that. I didn't I know, know that.
1: But he was a Republican. I was
0: obviously far too young to remember that the first time. Well,
1: you hadn't been born yet, right? <laughs> no, but like, he was a Republican. And I'd heard that he was a bit of a loon. I'd heard he wasn't, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know American politics. Yeah. I have no idea. But people are, oh, you know, I grew up with Thatcher and Reagan. As far as I was concerned, they were brilliant. Mm. Everybody had money, it was great time. What was, what was the problem? You I were was a kid. child, you knew no better. No, exactly. I'm not saying they were. I'm saying I would like when she left, I was like 12 or so. I don't know, however old I was. That's a real lie. I was like 16, I think. Anyway, but the fact is, I didn't know any different. Yeah, yeah. So then when you hear later as an adult, like, no, no, they weren't. Yeah, this horrible. is actually so, what was happening. Yeah. And yes, yeah. like, especially with Reagan, because yes, we all know Mar- Margaret Thatcher did a lot wrong
0: well because we know our own politics don't we 100%. But we don't necessarily know what you know i just found that
1: comparison fascinating it
0: was and the other thing i thought was really interesting um when we had jimmy carter in office yes. um he was putting out solar energy panels
1: yeah to harness yeah on the roof of the white house yeah. to harness power it's Parallel like
0: Sun. well wha-
1: have you seen ha- his how
0: did we not you know continue in that vein why did that kind of go to pot and then have to be Still being argued now as as a good source of
1: energy. I, I he Jimmy Carter is a fascinating character. He's got a thing on YouTube. It, it's a it's a, a speech he did, an address to the nation. I think it's on things. People want things, and it's just this a ad- oh, address. oh pe- People want things. I yeah. thought this
0: was a specific YouTube yeah. channel called Thanks. He He's
1: a he's addressing no not thongs. <laughs> he's, he's addressing the nation about. Consumerism gone mad, basically, and how we need to do all these amazing things. And like it, that was back in seventy nine, mm. according to this. Excellent, yeah. Well, what the hell? What, yeah, why? What, why did this not get? Yeah, why yeah, did no one continue this forward?
0: But this is what I mean. This is why this is quite a disturbing yeah. film to kind of gather all this evidence and have it thrust forward in this dramatic manner. Yeah, I know. because we don't seem to learn from where we've been to where we're going
1: nerd alert
0: is this my time to shine polish my badge i've got some lovely facts for you about the film vice let's get started director adam mckay suffered a mild heart attack during post-production christian bale gained 40 pounds and bleached his eyebrows to play dick cheney the original title of the film was Backseat and it was used in early test screenings. Dick Cheney's daughter Liz has criticised Christian Bale during a TV interview by saying he finally had the chance to play a real superhero and he clearly screwed it up. There is no evidence that Lynn Cheney's father killed her mother and she has never implied that. The idea for the film came because director Mackay was at home with flu and picked up an autobiography on Dick Cheney. And a little Back to the Future connection to finish, because we haven't had one for a while. Stunt coordinator Charles Croftwell worked on both films and was stunt double for Michael J. Fox.
1: Dun, 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 dun. Sorry.
0: That was like we had an orchestra in the room. It was unbelievable. Marty! No? Don't you think that was interesting that the um, that the director suffered a mild heart attack during post production? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It's, it's an inter- awful. It's he's fine. He's fine, right. and I don't. Right. I wish right. him. You know, I wish right. him well. But my point is, um, throughout the whole film, we yeah. have this recurrent heart problem with Dick Cheney, and, and is obviously that true? the film. Yes. So in like my, he's just
1: like walking down a corridor. Yeah, back an ambulance falls on the floor.
0: Well, I don't know if the you know actual scene is true yeah. that he handles it also calmly and but just tells people. Some people
1: do, don't they? I mean,
0: yeah, I, think there's I suppose if
1: you've had one, yeah, like the first one you, might know you the panic, sounds. but once you've had one you'd probably be like, okay, we need to deal with mm.
0: this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about the, the reality of that, yeah. but
1: in, maybe you could look that up for me. <laughs>
0: in in my uh, brief research that I did do, yeah. as I always do, because I'm a dedicated follower of fashion. You are. Um, Dick Cheney did have um, a heart condition that, reoccurred throughout his life. Um, Did he have the transplant? And he he had the transplant. Oh, wow. So that brings me on to something I wanted to ask you about. Go for it. The narrator of the film.
1: Yeah.
0: I love a little bit of narration. Yeah. I enjoyed the fact that this was narrated.
1: Yeah. However. Yeah.
0: We don't know who's narrating it. We get to see the narrator sporadically throughout the film and we see him in different sort of guises with his family and then... Um, as a soldier fighting yeah, yeah, yeah. and then ultimately um, it's revealed that he is Dick Cheney's heart donor yes. because he gets knocked down by a car when Dick Cheney gets taken into the hospital near the end yeah. and is told that basically he's going to die and then the narrator guy ends up um, dying in a car crash and his heart is used for Dick Cheney. Obviously, I think that's complete dramatic license. I don't imagine they know who Dick Cheney's uh, heart came from.
1: Yeah,
0: I am not sure if I wouldn't have rather have known that at the beginning. I felt like I didn't need the payoff of oh, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Oh yeah, okay, it's 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 the heart guy.
1: Yeah, I I think.
0: Did it bother you, or we did you you don't care?
1: Well, well, wow. okay.
0: <laughs> no, no, you know what I mean. Did no, it bother no, you, or no, you don't no, care? No. <laughs> So, in the nicest uh, possible way i
1: th- i think what it was was you know you have to think of it in terms of an american audience which is which this was aimed at yeah and he was very much an everyman the narrator yes. so i think it was kind of put in there as this everyman narrator right yeah he's every every american yeah every american that you know you can associate with at least the way that that particular director sees every american and probably more of, to the point, a Republican voter, maybe. I don't. Like, well,
0: know. he was he was a commoner garden man, wasn't he?
1: Yeah. Um. So he's got a family, and as you went through it, he worked. He then obviously had a lot of. He didn't have a lot of money and a lot of family. Then he was fighting in the war. Yeah. That you know was basically false, a fake war. Fake it war. Would appear. Yeah. Um. Then he came back. I think it was kind of that reminder. Maybe to an American audience that, because he ultimately gave his heart to keep Cheney alive. It's like any American, at the heart of any American, is a Dick Cheney.
0: Oh, no. Do you think?
1: Maybe. No, no. He's not a fan of, let's face it, this director is not a fan of American politics.
0: Yeah, but I don't think he would be attacking the American people in that way to imply that. Wrong. I think you're wrong.
1: Okay, moving on.
0: I think you're wrong. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm You're not, not on, happy with it. I I'm can not tell. on board. I'm not on board with that at all. Okay. And you know, all I wanted to know was: but did that, did that, did that reveal of who the narrator was at the end work for you, or did you feel a little bit manipulated?
1: I didn't feel manipulated. I'll be honest. As you know, I have the attention span of a seven-year-old Nat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did pretty well with this film, considering. No, I, lo- I love it. I love this film. I love getting to the point of it. I love all the pol- talk of the politics. I love. The things that you've skimmed over, which we'll come back to.
0: I mean, so, my jaw is on the floor right now.
1: Yeah, I know. Skimmed over my bum. <laughs> I did not skim over your <laughs> bum. No, but like, and then things with him, when it turned out, I mean, to be honest, I thought it was a bit weak. You know, it got there and it's like, Dunk. oh, he's the, reveal, the heart it? transplant. Yeah, kind of. I could have told, if I knew Dick Cheney'd had a heart transplant. Yeah. Which I think Americans would have done. I would have been out and pick him out. Yeah. Right at the beginning. Yeah. So yeah. That's your transplant guy. It's only because I didn't know that Dick Cheney had a heart Yeah, I well. kind
0: of agree with you. Um, but then...
1: it's maybe, a little bit telegraphed, wasn't it?
0: it was, well, it was. But then maybe they, they weren't bothered about that. Maybe that wasn't the point. I don't know. But for me, um, I think I could have just known that from the beginning and I wouldn't have kind of been distracted yeah. by wondering who that was and just mm. focused on the rest of the storytelling.
1: Well look, like pebbles on a pond, let's go back to some of the things that you skimmed over.
0: I mean I don't think I've skimmed over anything.
1: Like pebbles on a <laughs> pond. Okay. Pebble one. Don't take away my analogy, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Brian. You just stand there right now. The stillness <laughs> of the pond, a shiny pebble. <laughs> so, first things first. Apparently, Dick Cheney sold sections of Iraq to oil companies. Before the Iraq war
0: started. Mm. Yes. In case they became available. Yes. As I recall. yes,
1: Horrific. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, Dick Cheney employed a PR company to change terminology to win around the public. So things like um, climate change, no, global warming yeah. was changed to climate change. Yeah. Which we still use to this day.
0: That that was fascinating, and the the, the small scenes of um, them bringing in focus groups, yes. and having these yeah. you know big shots. discussions, PR and the focus, focus
1: group in. that basically decided that we needed a country to blame. Yeah. After nine eleven, it wasn't enough for Americans, the public, to just blame. And I'm sure it wasn't enough for the English public either. Before everybody says, "Oh yeah, I wasn't happy." No one was happy, but they needed a common enemy. Yeah. To basically feel better about themselves, and the only common enemy that the American public would accept was a country. Yeah. And so they picked that one, and how that developed into the creation of ISIS. I mean, I just found that all absolutely petrifying and absolutely fascinating in equal measure.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you.
1: Because we do it now. We do it now. Let me quote a certain blonde-haired, puffy-haired little (laughs) man. I think I know who you mean. Yeah, who basically used all of this... To get Brexit over the line. Mm. Now, let's face it, going through my Tesco's tonight where there is not even any fresh fucking vegetables anymore. We can't get any salad vegetables anymore because of the joy of Brexit. Don't
0: even get me started on eggs. Oh, yeah. that's to do with avian flu, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. But, Still. like,
1: do you know what I mean? It's just everything was we were lied to in massive volumes with these stupid puns like, oh, £750 billion a second can go into the NHS... If we, and if anyone says you're exaggerating, Brian, they exaggerated. So, <laughs> again, yeah, it's
0: fine. You're allowed to. Yeah. No, you're completely correct. It's
1: very. It's the same thing. We use focus groups and Facebook and all that. And I'm sorry, it makes me angry that we're repeating the same errors again.
0: And the other thing that they mentioned um, during all this happening yeah. was um, the way that reporting happened and the repeal of, of a law that basically allowed. Um, one-sided reporting yeah. to to become prevalent rather yeah. than having to give a balanced view of yeah. both sides so then fox news kind of sprung up in yeah. it and it all be- which again is something that we have the repercussions of and are still living with now isn't it this yeah. kind of one-sided
1: um yeah divisive view. divisive news and, and i even wrote down here like you know the us promotes division it promotes it actively it really does. I mean, it's... I think we all do, don't we? Yeah, we Countries. do it now here yeah. as well. But, like, and I thought, why? Why is the US so hell-bent on division? Why are the UK so hell-bent on division at the minute? Then it's easy. It's obvious. You know, a divided PPR, people are easier to rule. Yeah. If you can keep everyone on the fence, it's easier to rule. If people feel really strongly, if yeah. you can get the majority of people to feel strongly about something, they are hard to rule. If you can keep them 50-50, they oh, are easy okay. to rule. Yeah. Because, oh, well, yeah, oh, well. I mean, there's uh, not one dominant
0: yeah. voice, is that what you mean? Yeah, and mm. there
1: will be downsides to that. Brexit is one of them. Mm. Because, again, they split everyone right down the middle. Uh, Brexit happened. Mm. But it's that you divide people, you keep people, as, and especially with common enemies. You know, if you give people like, oh, You know, this particular group of religious people are bad. Mm. This particular set of countries are bad. Mm. You know, the British have been doing that for years. I mean, when I was a kid, you know, the way I was taught at school was like every country in Europe
0: Mm.
1: was poor. Mm. Then you go and you see they live much nicer lives than we do (laughs) and much better standards and Mm. conditions than we do. And it's like, wow, it's that propaganda. Propaganda. Again, pen is mightier than the sword, but it's... Yeah, I, I just, I just, I find all this fascinating. I find this power play stuff fascinating and I find people fascinating, which is why I love this film, that ultimately they painted Dick Cheney as this man who loved his family, who loved his kids. Yeah. Who even defended his uh, gay daughter for quite a while. Um until the
0: sister stabbed her in the back. No,
1: but isn't that interesting? Because he wouldn't even run for president, according to this film. According it, to this, Because he yeah. didn't want his daughter dragged through the quagmire. Yeah. But then when it all went wrong and his other daughter wanted to go for it, he allowed it to happen. Yeah. It was just fascinating. I find that juxtaposition with people. That that's was, the sort uh, of film I like. Uh,
0: yeah, I found that fascinating. And I think I, I almost find the sort of private social aspect of lives more yeah. fascinating than the political. Yeah, nature. yeah, no, so do I. And obviously this was the lesser part of the film, the you know, the the social personal nature of it. And, you know, fair enough. But I would like I would have loved a little bit more of that rather than it feeling like I was just getting bombarded with fantastic scenes um and information. I would have just liked a little bit more of a cohesive whole and a little bit more personal story dappled in there in some way. So
1: you would have preferred more of a sort of like Vice Meets Beaches.
0: That would have been a- absolutely spot on. So if there's any filmmaker out there that wants to do Vice Meets Beaches, give me a call. We'll we'll throw some ideas together. We'll figure it all out. Nice. M- maybe we could do that um like we could use Boris Johnson maybe as our subject.
1: Nice. <laughs> Let's do it. It could work. Sinead, we're waffling. Let's move on to VHS scores. Let's do it. I think it's important. We've we've agreed on a lot. We've disagreed on some things. It will punish you in the end, but let's...
0: <laughs> I mean, that sounds disturbing.
1: <laughs> I just mean in terms of reasons. Let's do our VHS scores.
0: Okay, Brian, I will give you my VHS scores for the film Vice. Yes, please do. And it's going to be a very fair... Yes. Three VHS tapes. Three out of five.
1: That's not bad. That's
0: absolutely spot on. There was a slight pause
1: because normally you give me your reasons for it and this time you just did it. Well, I kind of feel
0: like I've already justified myself. (laughs) I like that. Brian, I've said enough. For performances and the embodiment of these characters Mm. and for certain narrative techniques. Yeah. um, And... Quite honestly, just the amount that I learnt, yeah. it's, a, it's a
1: three for me. Nice. Well, for me, VHS tapes for the film vice. I am going to go for three and a half. Ooh. I am. And the reason I'm doing the extra half, I find the politics fascinating. I, you know, really enjoyed all the elements we discussed. But I just think Amy Adams' performance, I just think she's, she's underrated. She's getting the extra point 0.5, is she? She is. She's very underrated. I think it was an incredibly strong cast, and yet I was fascinated by her character, mm. even though she had very little really to do in mm. it. Mm. I was, I really just wanted to know more about her character. For me, she stole the show.
0: Well, even the fact that um, when he, when Dick Cheney was unable to go out uh, campaigning, yeah, um, she went out on his behalf. Yeah, that was fascinating. But and we, and we got a fleeting sort of moment of it, didn't we? It didn't really amount to sort of seeing her do that much. But that would have been interesting to have known a little bit more about that. So I do agree with you.
1: Yeah, and I think part of that is the directing, obviously. But I just think her performance made you want more. And you believed it. I completely believed that she would have been a Dick Cheney's wife type of character from that area. Brilliant.
0: So it's a solid six and a half VHS tapes.
1: It is. For Vice. Vice. But now we go on to the reasons to dump you, or as the French would say, la raison du dump. Oh,
0: wow. You've, know. you've been cracking the old trickle all around.
1: I don't mind saying. <sighs> so, numéro
0: Okay, scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Go on.
1: Okay. Uh, first things first, um, your direct quote is, I think a documentary would have been better. No, <laughs>
0: is that my direct quote? Yep. <laughs> No, I'm just saying it would have been another way to go, wouldn't it? I could have learnt this from a documentary, that's all I'm saying.
1: Yep. But yeah, you would never have watched a documentary. No, probably not. On it. So <laughs>
0: I needed to see Christian Bale made up and Sam Rockwell with a fake nose.
1: Yeah. But yeah, so that was your reason one. Apparently not good enough for you. A documentary would have been better. If Tony Robinson had been presenting it, you would have been happy.
0: Oh, please, that man. I would have been happy. I mean...
1: Number two, the editing was a bit frantic for you. Mm, I stand by. I explained why the editing was (laughs) frantic. Don't patronise me, mate. (laughs) 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 That's thrown me, and that was the answer I got. So I shall move on. (laughs) And third, and finally, you—I mean, mean, I've, I've clumped these two things together in one. So you're very lucky. First of all, there was an accusation that, or do you just not care? And that's what you said about what? I don't remember saying that. You said about the narrator. You went, "Oh, did you? Oh, uh, yeah. Did you affected by that, or did you just not care?"
0: I, I just, I just mean, like, did it not bother you? I didn't no. mean, like, did you just not care? No, you
1: weren't. They weren't. You wrong. And then when I explained to you my theory of the narrator, you said, and I quote, "You're wrong." <laughs> so you know, it's nice to have those open discussions.
0: You are entitled to disagree with me and say, "Well." you're wrong Thank and you. I'm not. Was, oh. <laughs> is that is that how the way this goes? Yes. Don't be mansplaining and don't tell me I can't uh, disagree
1: with you. Mansplaining. <laughs> don't be gaslighting me. <laughs> right. I've never known what that means, by the way. So that was Vice.
0: Thank you, Brian. That was Thank a good you. choice. Thank you. I enjoyed it. I learned something.
1: You did? It's a little bit different, wasn't it? It was, it a, was little a little bit, bit different. different.
0: It was yeah. a little bit different. We don't often go for films like that. So, so we don't. It was a good choice on your part.
1: Thank you very much. And I
0: think three is a very solid score and a total of 6.5. Yeah, it's, I'm it's I'm pretty, happy, good. With it's I'm pretty, pretty good.
1: happy with that. So next week is your choice.
0: Next week is my choice. Yes, so, I'm looking forward to that. So I'm going to bring something nice to the table.
1: Nice, nice, nice.
0: But if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please subscribe, tell your friends, and you can follow us on Instagram at reasons underscore... Pod.
1: And don't forget, I'll be on Radio 4 this weekend discussing the history of Streatham, its common, and how people used to use it as an outdoor dogging spot between 1642 and
0: 1697. I'm going to need to see the facts on that.
1: Ah, okay, no problem.
0: Thanks, bro. Okay.